and amen. Let us turn into the word of God, the book of Matthew, the 14th chapter. Matthew, the 14th chapter. And I want to read in your hearing, and I'm going to take this from verse 27 through 32. Matthew, the 14th chapter, verses 27 through 32. Before I begin, I, one other thing, I always bring greetings from the Valley Fellowship Church of Seventh-day Adventist in Rialto, California. You know, over there, we're always praying for you all, and I pray that you're always praying for us. Matthew, the 14th chapter, verses 27 through 32. We're going to ask the Lord to move, that the Lord answer Olivia's prayer, that the sermon be good today. Amen. And the Bible says, reading from the English Standard Version, but immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Hallelujah. The wind ceased. I want to speak to you on a subject, a sermon entitled, Water Walkers. Uh, turn to your neighbor and says, I might say, I'm a water walker. Oh, yeah, proclaim it by faith. I am a water walker. Hallelujah. Could we bow our heads for a word of prayer? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we bless your name because you are so good. Lord, we thank you for the worship that ascended unto, the, uh, unto your throne. Lord, because we know when your worship goes up, Lord, you descend and you're with us right now. So, Lord, I pray that the words that I speak may not be my words, but your words, O oh Lord. That my words will not fall to the ground, but it will find good soil and yield good fruit. Lord, I bind the enemy from this place. I bind every distraction in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that as we, we go through this word, that we will be edified and glorified. Lord, we give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory because you're a good God in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen, 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 amen. You see, the disciples had just witnessed some amazing things. As you look uh, at the pericope before of, uh, verse uh, 22 and 13 to 21, it talks about how Jesus fed 5,000 folk with, 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 with just to five loaves and two fish. I don't know about you, but I've never seen any fish that big to feed 5,000 people. My Lord, my Lord, I know you're going to be with me in a minute. 
it was amazing that the Lord took so little, put it, put it up and blessed it. And as they passed it out, it became so much. It, that's what I'm talking about. When God is in the midst, miracles take place. Hmm. The disciples had witnessed some amazing things. They had seen people be healed. They had seen the deaf to talk, uh, the, the, the deaf to hear, and the, and the blind to see. They had uh, witnessed some amazing things. They had witnessed some things where people who had leprosy became whole again in the presence of an almighty God. I said, so they witnessed some amazing things. But at the end of this miracle of feeding the 5,000, Jesus sends them across the lake. He told them, get in the boat, and I'm about to go and pray. So the disciples got into the boat. I don't know if it was a yacht, probably not. It was probably a a rowboat with a little sail on top. I don't know, but they were going to get across the water. Amen, 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 amen. But as they got into, uh, into the boat and on the water, the boat, the water, was second nature to most of them. You see, because they were fishermen. <laughs> it was their wheelhouse. It was something they felt comfortable with. Ah, that word comfortable. They knew what they were doing when they were on the water. I want to suggest to you, for most of the disciples, being on the water, being on that boat, was their comfort zone. Ah, uh, y'all know about comfort zones. Oh, we love our comfort zones, don't we? Ah, uh, we like being in a certain frame of mind, doing a certain thing. Most of you know what to do, when to do it, without even thinking in your comfort zone. I know I'm preaching the truth anyhow. I like it, being in my comfort zone, because I know what to do and when to do it. And no one needs to tell me nothing. No one needs to show me nothing. No one needs to nag me about anything. I'm in my comfort zone. So just let me be in my comfort zone and let me move forward. Oh, I'm talking about comfort zones. You know you have your comfort zones too. Uh, so where you feel comfortable. Where you just want people to leave you alone. Ah, uh, you know I'm talking the truth here this morning. Just leave me alone. I'm in my comfort zone. And this is where the disciples were. They were in their comfort zone. They were on the water. They were doing their thing. They knew how to do it. They knew what to do. But as they were going through, uh, on, their, uh, through on the water, there was a storm that came up. <laughs> and, verse and, verse, and verse 24, and it says, But the boat by this time was a long way from the land. Beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. How many of you know that you be in your comfort zone and something comes up against you? You see, the desire of ages says about this storm that it was supposed to be a few hours to the other side. But they found themselves in a storm and they were battling the storm till the wee hours of the morning. 
sometimes, you know, in the word of God, sometimes you have all types of storms. You have storms of correction and you have storms of perfection. Hallelujah. So the storm had come up against them. I want to let you know, Imani Praise Fellowship, that seasons can come up upon you unexpectedly. You be going on your business in your comfort zone, doing your thing, working your job, earning your money, and something comes and smacks you across the face. Hey, hey, look at me. Pay attention. You know, seasons come up unexpectedly. They call them storms of correction and storms of perfection. You see, sometimes the Lord has to challenge your comfort zone. Oh, I'm speaking the truth now in the name of Jesus. Sometimes the Lord has to challenge your comfort zone. He has to get you out your comfort zone to take you where God wants you to be. He had to challenge. He had to challenge their comfort zone. The, the, the Lord says the storm came up against them and they were battling the storm, not knowing what to do. People who were in their comfort zone had to battle up against the enemy. That the, the enemy was trying to take them down. But as they were battling their storm, the Bible says they saw a figure walking across the water. And it was Jesus, because verse 28 says, And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. That is a brave man. And the Bible says Peter went. The question I have for you is why did Peter go? Now, if it were me, just me, I'd rather Jesus come to me than go to him. Uh, now, it's kind of rough on there, Jesus. I, I see these waves. We've been battling these waves for all night. We've been going through some storms. Uh, why don't you come over here? C come meet me over here. But Peter says, I want to come to you. And Jesus said, come. And Peter went. But the question is, why? You see, in Mark, the sixth chapter, it says Jesus was passing by. That word, passing by. You see, this uh, word in Greek is also happens in, 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 to Moses and Elijah in Exodus 34, 6 and 1 Kings 19, 11. And it says, and God passed by. So what happens when God passed by? When God passed by, usually when you read these accounts in the word of God, he, God was revealing his glory. He was revealing his presence and he was revealing his power. You see, Peter recognized something miraculous was taking place. Mm -hmm. Ellen White said that he was filled with such joy that he asked, that he asked, Winslow asked, can I come to you? Imani Praise Fellowship, when something supernatural is taking place, we must join God 
where he is. When God, because we know that God is working everywhere all the time. Amen. God is still present in this age and in this day. He has not left us. He has not forsaken us because if he did that, the Bible would be a liar. But praise be to God that my God is no liar, that he's still working today. He's still working amongst us. He is still performing miracles. He's still doing the supernatural. Mm -hmm. So when God is working, when God reveals himself, you must go where God is. Because when God is, deliverance, hallelujah, takes place. <laughs> he saw Jesus walking by, passed by on the water. And he said, you know what? He might be in a storm, but that's where I need to be. I passed by here, Imani, to let you know you might be going through some storms. But when you see God reveals his hand, you need to jump from where you are to where God is. You need to start moving with him. So your friends might tell you something. Your parents might tell you another thing. But when God is stirring in the water, ah, you got to get in the water. You got to walk where God is. And in this passage, Peter was the only one to get out of the boat. Only one. All those disciples had been with Jesus. All of them had learned from him, saw him do some miraculous things. But only one, Peter, got out of the boat. I suggest to you this morning that Peter took a risk. Mm, a risk. You know, we get so caught up in our comfort zones because when you take a risk, you don't know what the end is going to be. That's why they call it a risk. You can't see in the future. You can't predict what's going to happen. You know, things might happen that you didn't anticipate would happen. That's why they call it a risk. It could turn out good, and it could turn out, what, real bad. But it's a risk. You see, in our lives, the Lord needs to get out our, us out of our comfort zones. And to get us out of our comfort zones, the Lord sets up some risks for us. We see God moving in a mighty way. We see people getting delivered. We see that we need to move jobs, that the Lord wants us over there. But, you know, it's a risk, so we stay in the boat. I don't know about you, but, <laughs> yeah, that might be nice over here. But, you know, this is where I'm supposed to be. So, you know, I'm just going to stay right here. You can go over there. That's your business. You can do whatever you want. But I'm going to stay right here. We are set up. We have our comfort zones. Our comfort zones have become our prison. Y'all know what a prison is. A prison is uh, you can't go nowhere. You're confined. They tell me to train elephants, to train elephants. They will put a rope, they'll put a, put, put a peg in the middle and then an iron chain around the elephant's leg. And they'll let that elephant walk around trying to get out. Can't get loose. Can't get loose. Keeps on walking. And eventually he becomes conditioned. 
And then after, they take that chain and they put a, 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 a rope, a, a strong rope around it. And that elephant just keeps on walking and keeps on walking. Then they put a little thread round that elephant's, uh, elephant's leg and the peg in the middle. And it just keeps on walking. That elephant can break that string anytime it wants. But it's got caught, it's got being conditioned that it won't do more than it thinks it can do. The Lord wants you to do some mighty things, but we've been conditioned in our comfort zones. But the Lord has come here to break us out, to get us free in the name of Jesus. Okay, I got to move, I got to move, I got to move. Let me move, let me move, let me move. You see... For the other disciples, they took, they saw Peter doing this as a risk. But I want you to know, look it from a different angle. It might have been a risk to others, but for a child of the king, it's an opportunity. The Lord always provides opportunity. Turn to your neighbor and say, opportunity. Hmm. The Lord always provides opportunities. He did it for Moses. He did it for Joshua. He did it for Gideon and Daniel. You see, opportunities present itself for you to grow. So someone outside of your situation might look at it as a risk. But for a child of the king, it's an opportunity. For most of you, for instance, um, Oprah Winfrey started a channel. For most people, I saw it debated on television that it's a risk. But Oprah's not looking at it as a risk. It's an opportunity. She's gotten thus far, when other people look at it as a risk, ah, honey, she sees that as, as, it as an opportunity, and she's walking through that door, and nobody's going to stop her. Hmm, 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 hmm. I'm talking about opportunities. Opportunities help you grow. You see, what we are experiencing is, in this passage, is extreme discipleship. Say extreme discipleship. Meaning to follow God to the ends of the earth. And to have extreme discipleship, that requires extreme faith. But how does one experience that type of faith? How does that type of faith grow? Ah, glad you asked. Glad you asked. You see, for some, we believe if we try harder, we'll grow in faith. We just, just, mm, just will it. Oh, I'm going to try harder, and we think we grow by faith. But that's not how you go grow by faith. I'm going to move on because, you know, I don't want to take all your time this morning. Amen. This evening. This afternoon. Woo. I hope that wasn't prophetic. <laughs> Some people think if they just try harder. You know, ah, 
I messed up that last time, but I'm going to get it again. Next time it comes around, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get I'm going to get it right. I'm just going to try harder. Ah, oh, devil, you're not going to get the best of me this time. I'm just going to grow by faith. Yeah, when the Lord says it, I'm just going to believe it and I'm just going to move forward and we think we could just try harder. But the next time that opportunity comes up or for some a risk and you try harder, most of us fail. So how do you grow by faith? Does it happen when we see others doing it? It's been said, your mama's faith can't save you. Mm, amen, somebody. Your mama's faith can't save you. Your daddy's faith can't save you. You got to get to know Jesus all for yourself. So that's not how you grow faith. But this next one, we Adventists just love. Maybe if we just read about it, we will grow. You know, so we get our amazing facts. We get all our Bible lessons. I ain't talking about nobody. But we just get it and we just read and read and read. And we read some more. And if I just keep on reading, maybe I'll get it even some more. Oh, I just got to keep on reading. And reading is good. Hallelujah. Studying is good. But your faith doesn't always grow by just reading. Mm-hmm. So how does one's faith grow? How does the God-altering faith grow? How does that mountain-moving faith grow? I want you to turn in your Bibles. Turn in your Bibles to 1 John. What book did I say? 1 John. The second, the second chapter, and I'm going to read verses 3 to 6. And this is what the Bible says. Let me put on my glasses so I can see. Amen. And I shall receive sight. To God be the glory. <laughs> Someone got that. Okay. First John, the second chapter. And it says, and by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his what? Whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments. Whoever keeps his word in him truly the love of God is perfected by this we may be sure that we are in him whoever says he abides in him ought to walk in the same way in which he walked how do you grow in faith when the Lord provides an opportunity you have to trust God at his word when God, you see, God's not just going to take you to extreme discipleship uh, or extreme, extreme obedience. He tests you a little here and a little there. So when God says, it's not just the Ten Commandments, whatever the Lord reveals in the word of God, whatever the Lord reveals unto you, you need to obey. And the church said, amen. That means when the Lord moves in your life, when the Lord tells you to do something, you got to do it by faith. When the Lord says you need to go talk to your neighbor across the street, you might not even know that neighbor. Oh, I'm preaching to myself right now. But when God says you got to go talk to your neighbor, move by faith and go talk to your neighbor. That's how faith grows. When you read it, you just don't read it. You just don't hear it, but you got to do it. 
it's not very hard. The word of God lets you know that if you're going to experience extreme discipleship, you need to come with extreme obedience. Okay, I, I like that. I like how that sounds. Maybe that's what I want you to leave with here today. Extreme discipleship comes with extreme obedience. You see, as Peter, let's get back to the passage. As Peter was walking toward Christ, he started to drown. The Bible says in verse 30, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. The question is, it was always windy. It was windy at the beginning. It was windy when he got out the boat. So why was he scared at this time? He was always seeing the same thing. But his focus was a little off, meaning his mind was somewhere else. I'm coming down someone's road today. You see, they had great faith. Peter had great faith, but it was followed by doubt. Imani Praise Fellowship, it can happen that fast. You're experiencing a high. The Lord has done something marvelous. He's done great things. And as you're experiencing that spiritual high, the devil sends something. And that fast, you fall into doubt. It, you could read through the word of God. It happens over time and time and time again. It lets you know faith and fear, trust and doubt cannot occupy your mind at the same time. We need this mind in us that was also in Christ Jesus. Okay, so let me teach a little and then I'll move on, okay? You see, doubt translated carries the meaning of standing uncertainly at two ways. Standing uncertainly at two ways. Peter started out with great faith, but ended up with little faith because he saw two ways instead of one. James 1, 6 says this, but let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. He was not doubting whether it could be done, but rather who was really getting it done. I'll say that again in case his doubting was not whether it could be done because he was walking on the water, water, but rather who was really getting it done. Imani Praise Fellowship. It's about who do you trust? Do you trust yourself or do you trust God? I have a little secret for you. Many people who sit up in church shouting the name of the Lord, they trust themselves, but they don't really trust God when it comes down to the crux of the matter. 
And you got to know extreme discipleship comes with extreme obedience. That means when God is getting ready to move, you get out the way and let the Lord do his thing. And then you just walk in right after him and say, blessed be the name of the Lord. You've got to get to a point. And I know Pastor hit on this as she was going through her series about the abundance, the flow of abundance. Who do you trust? Who is your source? Is your bank your source? Is your job your source? Who is your source? God has to be your source. So when your bills are stacked high and your money is low, who do you trust? And what you do doesn't say anything about you, but what you believe about God. So you got to not have doubt. You can't be tossed and, and, and swayed by the winds. You can't let people talk in one ear and pull you that way and another person talk in your ear and pull you that way. You got to believe in what the word of God says. And what the word of God says is good enough for me. Honey, you can have something else, but for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord with everything that I have. You see, many, uh, okay, okay, to God be the glory. You see, many consider Peter's exploits a failure. Many of us would not take that type of risk. But as I said before, extreme discipleship comes with extreme obedience. Even though he had little faith, it showed him where he was in relation to where God wanted him to be. What am I trying to say? The difference between growth and failure rests on whether whether Peter continues to be receptive to God's revelation and will. Let's come a different way. When you are in your comfort zone, you do not know where you stand because you have never launched out in faith. We are comfortable And we're drowning. And that's where the devil wants us to be. But you have to walk on water in order to move mountains. In Revelation, the third chapter, yes, Revelation, I'm a Bible-believing Adventist Christian pastor. Hallelujah. In Revelation... In the church of Laodicea, it talks about a church that's neither hot nor cold. They're comfortable in what they're doing. You see, when you're in comfort, you don't need anything and you don't need anybody. I'm preaching all to myself, but I'm preaching anyhow. You get comfortable. You, you know, you know I, I have it all together. I, I know, you see, when you're in comfort, you don't desire. You don't thirst 
after the revelation of God. When you're comfortable. When you're comfortable, it's just all right. You know, I'm just making it along. I'm doing my thing. Everything is all right. But when you launch out in faith, when you step out of your comfort zone and you believe that God can do anything but fail, you have to trust in him that much more. You have to crave after the Lord your God. You have to seek him with all your heart, mind, and soul. I come back in, the, uh, in what, what month I come back? In June, right? Amen. June. I'm coming back in June. You know, I was going to say, you know, you might not have me back, but I'm coming back in June. <laughs> Y'all ain't getting rid of me that easy. You see, in order to be a water walker, you got to get out of the boat. You got to get out of your comfort zone. You got to take one step and then take the next step. And as you take the next step, you get a little bit more confident. And you start to straighten up your back. And you say, you know what? I got this thing. Oh, not because I'm any good, but Christ Jesus who lives in me got this thing together. And you begin to walk on water. And nothing will be able to separate you from the love of God. Oh, and the Bible says, and the Bible says, and they worshiped God. And he became more real when you, he becomes more real when you trust him. Ah, uh, when you launch out in the deep. Ah, uh, there's a song that goes like this. Anywhere with Jesus, I can safely go. Anywhere he leads me in this world below. Anywhere without him, there is joys with faith. Anywhere with Jesus, I am not afraid. Anywhere, anywhere, fear I cannot know. But anywhere with Jesus, I can safely go. And when you go with Jesus, oh, you can sing this other song. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Still praying as I onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and I shall stand by faith on heaven's table land, a higher place that I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Oh, they began to worship the Lord because that was the first time they acknowledged that the Lord was the God of the universe. Hallelujah. As the musicians play, I'm done. We're going we to have fun. We're going to have fun. We're going to have a baptism. Amen? Oh, as the musicians play and I go through my appeal. The Lord wants you to be a water walker. He is calling you to step up your game. You know, we think about the Lord and how much he loves us. And most of us think that love means, you know, he just wants to comfort us, rock us in his arms. But if you're a parent, you know that love also, you need to challenge the one you love. Imani, I've come here to let you know 
in your lives. Let's get out of our comfort zone. Let's start walking by faith because extreme discipleship comes with extreme obedience. What am I talking about? That means when the Lord has revealed to you what you must do, you do it with all your heart, mind, and soul. You do it with a cheerful spirit. I might not know the end, but I know whose hands I'm in. And as long as I trust King Jesus, I don't need nobody else. So the Lord wants to use you in your homes, on your job, and in this church. He wants the light of God to radiate through your being. That when you do things in the name of Jesus, and you got a smile on your face, Ah, you'll be able to tell them, they'll come to you, you know, how did you do that? What did you do? And you got to let me know. And he could just say, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. So my appeal today is that I challenge you. I challenge you that you will be a water walker. Now, you know you have this in your bulletins. Everyone has one. Take it out, take it out, take it out right now. And I want you to commit to something. For those, it could be to read Matthew 14 and meditate on it. For those, it could be to memorize 1 John 2, 3, and 4. To others, you need to reflect how God is calling for you to obey today. And some of us just need to obey God completely. And then on the other end, those who need baptism, Bible studies, become a member of Imani. You need to come fill out your commitment today. Give it all to the Lord our God. So I'm going to give you just a few minutes, just a few minutes to do what the preacher asked you. You need to make your commitment today and follow God all the way because extreme discipleship comes with extreme obedience. Oh, I'm looking at water walkers all over this place today. In the overflow, there are water walkers all over this building. Oh, Imani is going to do great things in the name of Jesus. All over Marino Valley, all over the Inland Empire, all over Southern California. I'm just going to hear about how the Lord has been moving. Hallelujah. To God be the glory. When you fill those cards, I want you to stand with me, and I want us to pray. I want us to pray. I want to have a word of prayer over you. Because I have the belief that God is going to do something magnificent in this place.
and it's going to be wonderful in God's eyes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. stand with me. Could you stand with me? for prayer. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for passing by here. Lord, we thank you for revealing your glory. Oh Lord, because we know when you're in the midst, healing takes place. When you're in the midst, deliverance takes place. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I speak over your people and those who came in here in need of something. Lord, I ask that you bless them right now. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, you've called us to walk on water. Lord, you've called us to get out of the boat, to get out of our comfort zone. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that we will not be in our comfort zone and drown. Because the truth of the matter is, it's safer to be in a storm with you than to be in a boat without you. So, Lord, I speak over everybody under the sound of my voice. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you release their faith, that you release their obedience. Lord, I pray that they will trust the word that has been given to them, Heavenly Father. Lord, I pray that they'll get into the word of God and that they will study to show themselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that when the enemy tries to come in like a flood, that you'll lift up a standard against him. So right now in the name of Jesus, extreme obedience over everyone under the sound of my voice. Lord, I pray that we will have the faith that is able to move mountains. And at the end of our journey, we will not only be faithful, but we'll be fruitful. Hallelujah! So we bless your name because you're so good and you're so kind. We bless your name because you sent your son to die on Calvary to set us from our sins. Lord, we bless your name that you're going to watch over us. Lord, we bless your name that everything that we will do will be to your name's honor and glory. 
So Lord, I pray, God, on the, on, in the, on the corner of Indian and Iris, Pentecost will take place. That we will be the light of the valley. That we will evangelize this valley so that we, you may come and take us home. So bless their pastor. Bless their elders. Lord, bless their deacons and deaconess. Lord, bless every department leader. Bless the music minister of music. Bless everybody under the sound of my voice. That no matter where we are, we'll give you nothing but praise, honor, and worship. In the name of Jesus. And everybody said amen.